0: ready? Born ready.
1: It's here, season two of Where the Party At, your favorite political podcast. I'm your host, Savalong. It has been a long time. It's been, I think, three weeks. I, don't, I haven't gone this long in potting in a year. <laughs> um, it feels good to be back. I was on uh, WABE, the NPR show, uh, last week, and it was my first time potting in that long and I was like oh I'm a little rusty (laughs) it is good to be back I'm so excited season two of where the party at there's so much happening in the world of just eldritch media podcasts Um, it's going to be a good year 2023 let's get into it so um, one thing that's happening that I just want to make sure that you're aware of because it's going to affect your pocketbook your wallet Uh, Georgia's gas tax is going to be back in effect as of January 11th. It's been almost a year since the gas tax was first paused by good old Governor Brian Kemp. So what does that mean for you? The tax is now 31 cents a gallon for unleaded and 35 cents a gallon for diesel. By the way, the cost of the gas tax, the the cost of that pause of almost an entire year, $1.7 billion. That's how much it costs the state of Georgia to not have that tax coming in day in and day out for folks driving cars that aren't electric. So speaking of, I just want to make sure you guys know this, Keith. I know you already know this because you're up on electric vehicles. So at the, the start of 2023, the federal government is offering seven thousand five hundred dollars in EV tax credits, but it really depends on which vehicle you buy. So I think the purpose of this is really to focus on American-made cars uh, that are electric. So I think like some, I think the Model Three Tesla is included, but not the SUV one, for example. So it's it's the whole point is American-made cars and cars that are not already expensive. Right. And so the point is, if you can choose between, I don't know, a $40,000 electric vehicle or a $40,000 gas guzzler, the federal government wants you to choose the electric vehicle. And then if you're choosing between a $150,000 electric vehicle, the federal government's like, you don't need a tax credit because you can afford a six figure car. Um, so just want to give you guys a heads up about that. One big thing that is happening this week, the Georgia General Assembly is back in session. Now, the first week is kind of light. Part of that is because of the UGA football game. We're recording Sunday, so we don't know who won, but we always have to say go Dogs" because we are in Georgia. So this week, we'll find out who's appointed to what committee's. Uh, And just for some context for you, the Georgia General Assembly is made up of 56 state senators and 179 state representatives. Now, this is the first session in a long time without two big names. If you listen to season one of the pod, there are two people that we talked about, Speaker David Ralston and the dean of the House, former Representative Calvin Smyre. Ralston died unexpectedly uh, late last year in November. Um, and then Representative Smirey is waiting to be confirmed uh, as a U.S. ambassador. So we are uh, waiting to see what happens there. But he had served in the, in the state assembly for, I want to say, like 40-something years. Um, black guy out of Columbus. So stay tuned over the next few weeks. We'll be talking about what the heck is going on in legislative session. Expect bills on things like um, health care and mental health in particular. Um, Things like transportation. Um, There's a lot of, you know, things that will happen. What we're we're hoping doesn't happen is a continuation of things that are, shall we say, not really um, helpful to the average person. Right. So it's not bills that are about improving the lives of Georgians, but it's bills about regulating the lives of Georgians. Things like a six week abortion ban, for example. Um, so hopefully we'll see less of the social issues, political red meat, and more of uh, things that actually help folks like housing, transportation, health care. TBD. Um, here's something I'm going to mention just briefly because it hasn't gotten a lot of mainstream media coverage and it happened in Georgia. This is a bit of inside baseball, but I'm highlighting it because of it. Is another example of hypocrisy within the Republican Party. Um, a Herschel Walker staffer, a married heterosexual man, has made a big allegation against conservative firebrand Matt Schlapp. If that's a name that sounds vaguely familiar, it's because Matt and his wife Mercedes run the Conservative Political Action Conference, aka CPAC. Uh, you've heard me talk about that on the pod before. It's basically like Dragon Con for Republicans. It's a big, conference. um, You know, you have Trump there. I think in an episode, maybe around October or so, I mentioned that the president of Hungary um, was given an opportunity to speak and his speech was very much anti-Democrat as in anti-Democratic party. Um, And it was anti-gay. It was was a lot of stuff that he said uh, to a group of Republicans. So this Herschel Walker staffer basically said that and close your ears uh, for young kids around. Uh, but he basically said that Schlapp essentially gave him a hand job while he was driving Schlapp back to his hotel. Um, and that Matt Schlapp invited him to come up to his hotel room, but the guy declined. It seems like it's being swept under the rug. Like Republicans aren't really saying anything about it, but. There is one famous Republican who's calling for Schlapp to resign. Take a listen and see who that might be. Matt pulls
0: a typical predator move, texts the guy back when the guy's not answering his calls. He texts him, if you can find it in your heart to give me a call, because Matt knows he's been caught now. So when he's on campaign trips away from his wife and children, he's trying to hook up with men ridiculous. This is insane. Typical predator preys on this poor little staffer who's just trying to work his way up in Republican politics, then gets assaulted by one of the top guys in the industry. Ridiculous. Family values? You need to cling to your wife and your children. Whoa. He. This guy needs to resign from CPAC, loses contributorship deals. This is horrible behavior. This is hor- a horrible representation. Oh, Don't get slapped by the slap.
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, if that voice was familiar to you, that was none other than Herschel Walker's son, Christian Walker. That last bit was pretty funny. (laughs) Um, For what it's worth, I I do commend the Walker campaign. Um, When the staffer talked to the campaign about it, you know, they were very much on the staffer side, and they told him to, you know, put it in writing and and whatnot. And so I do appreciate that they did that. Um, For what it's worth, you know, Matt Schlapp, as the head of CPAC, has not been anti-gay in a way that other Republicans have been anti-gay. Like, there's just been a lot of anti-gay rhetoric coming from the Republican Party lately. And so he has invited gay speakers, for example, um, to be at CPAC. It's just one of those things where it's like, really, dude? Like, what the heck is going on there? Like, maybe he's bi and just doesn't want to admit it. Um, okay. Anyway, <laughs> on to some national news. Did y'all watch the marathon that was the Speaker of the House vote in D.C.? 15 times. 15th time was the charm for Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House that was an absolute mess. There was nearly a fight on the House floor. Uh, Matt Gates was the villain, I would say, of the entire ordeal. I mean, he really had Kevin McCarthy by the balls. Um, and just for a little context, the Speaker of the House is generally the person from the majority party, right? So Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House while Democrats held the House, and then now Republicans hold the House, although not by a big margin, but that's why a Republican is the speaker. So, but so it doesn't mean that they have to be the speaker, right? So if you look at the the way the whole vote thing was going, mm-hmm. Republicans could have voted for Hakeem Jeffries, who is the the, Republic, the the Democratic minority leader. They could have voted for him to be um speaker
0: so a minority leader can also be the house speaker oh okay mhm so they could have done that
1: they could have voted for a democrat but that's that's like a no no right because mm-hmm. the 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 party that's in charge the party that has the majority is the party that is generally the speaker it also is also the speaker
0: so the democrats they just handle business and just vote for Hakeem because of the minority Cr-
1: Right, so each party nominates a speaker. Mm-hmm. So Democrats nominated Hakeem Jeffries. Mm-hmm. Every single vote, all 212 Democrats voted for Hakeem Jeffries. Mm. So and it's really just it's... like a... it's. There's no expectation when they put Hakeem Jeffries up that he would become speaker. It's just what you do, right? The Dems vote for the Dem, and the Republicans vote for the Republican. And because... Whatever party is in the majority, mm-hmm. that party has enough votes for their person to become speaker.
0: I should have do some research. I, I thought, because um, th- wasn't there a black guy that the Republicans? Yes, Byron
1: put- Donalds.
0: Okay, so that was just a, a that, was, thing. that
1: was that was basically an fu to Kevin McCarthy because oh. they didn't want okay. they wanted him to really struggle, but he didn't have votes either. So no, he okay. didn't have it enough was just votes. A but I, yeah, but Gosh. I think. Uh, this I this is something that kind of is continuing to happen with Republicans is they try to mirror what Democrats are doing when it comes to black achievement. Do you know what I mean? And so this was the first time that, oh, there were two black men nominated to be speaker of the House. But it was it was a symbolic vote, mostly in the sense that it was an F.U. vote to Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. But, yes, for the first time, Republicans can say they nominated a black person to be speaker of the house
0: and was there ever any doubt that it was going to be somebody other than McCarthy for the Republicans this is oh yeah just, I mean oh. there
1: was because generally it doesn't go to 15 votes it's one vote you have all your votes lined up beforehand and you're you know coordinated the same day yeah, I, this I, was I saw House of Cards. I right. <laughs> I this was a up. what four day? I think a four day fight.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just saw how uh, disappointed a lot of people's families were because they thought right. they were getting sworn in. Right. And so yeah, like, and they that's they really the right. Dis- they
1: had to wait until a speaker was elected.
0: But I like the disruption.
1: It was a. Uh, it was quite something to watch. That's for sure. But I think. You know, the biggest winner of all this is Georgia's own Marjorie Taylor Greene because she was with McCarthy from the start. She's also a member of the Freedom Caucus. That was the majority of the no votes against McCarthy were from the Freedom Caucus. And she'll get committee assignments again for the first time in a while. And just based on what we have kind of talked about on the pod in 2022, uh uh-oh, (laughs) what... Oh, didn't she get stripped of her? She did.
0: Oh, man, listen to the podcast, man. That's what I thought. Yeah,
1: she's going to get her committee assignments back. Um, And I suspect she'll get cushy committee assignments. Um, So, yeah, so big win for Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think the biggest loser is going to end up being the American people, government workers, a a lot of folks. And why? It's not that... Kevin McCarthy is necessarily going to be a bad speaker. It's the fact that he made a number of concessions to get uh, to the point of being able to hold that gavel, right, to get from the first no vote to the 15th and final yes vote. So what are some of the concessions that he made to get folks on his side? Um, A big one, the House is now going to vote on the federal budget as 12 separate votes. And not one, what's called an omnibus bill, which is basically everything, they vote for everything all at once. So now there's going to be a separate vote for, let's say, the transportation budget, a separate vote for the, um, I don't know, commerce budget, whatever it might be, instead of just one big uh, vote. Why is this a big deal? Because it increases the likelihood of a government shutdown. Um, And ultimately, who's hurt by government shutdowns? The employees who are furloughed because the government doesn't have the money to pay for them, uh, pay for them to continue to work. Uh, Government contractors, anyone else who relies on the federal government uh, for something. Right. And so I don't know if you there's something that you were working through one of the federal agencies and nothing can happen because the workers aren't there. Right. They're furloughed. Um, So that's a. Uh, That's a little scary. Another one is that it caps discretionary spending. This is one of the concessions that he made. Um, And a big part about the two of these is that there's an anticipation that this is going to reduce the defense budget by billions and billions of dollars, in part because of Ukraine, but just also for whatever reason, uh, these folks want um, a much bigger say in federal government spending. Another big one, and this is a concession that could put the House in chaos, right? If it took 15 votes for McCarthy to get elected, what's going to happen to the next person? So in a normal world, right, in a normal world, to call to remove the Speaker, you need five GOP members. You need five members from the same party to remove their Speaker, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you'll only need one. So Matt Gates, yeah, like f you, yeah, I'm gonna call for a vote. Wow. So Matt Gates, who was a thorn in Kevin's side from the very beginning of this whole ordeal, could wake up three months from now, pissed off that Kevin McCarthy made some deal with Democrats, and call for a vote. Mm, Right. mm, mm. Um. And then another one uh, is that Kevin McCarthy's uh, super PAC, or it's a super PAC that's closely aligned to him, um, he agreed that they will not fund open primaries and safe Republican seats. And so that means that basically establishment, Kevin McCarthy is seen as an establishment Republican. If a more MAGA Republican is running against a more establishment candidate, Kevin McCarthy's pack cannot spend money to help the establishment candidate. Is,
0: is his pack like the main?
1: It's a yeah. Pack? Oh, okay. it's a big one.
0: Is he like uh, a Mitt Romney type of Republican? You would say like.
1: Um. Like no. Oh, okay. I mean, he's he's a traditional Republican, but I wouldn't call him a Mitt Romney Republican. Mm-hmm, okay. So uh, I like, was just
0: trying to figure out what's the what's the discourse between the party if like. Like how how does the Republican Party always get pigeonholed by a small minority of their own party? Like how do yeah. they how are they always able to do that?
1: Because with, with they the Republican Party, right? Because they wield power very effectively,
0: hmm.
1: right? I mean, if Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes, you got to make some concessions. You got to give to get the votes that you need. And they Mm -hmm. do a very good job of getting what they want. And that's been the whole point of contention between-
0: simply not voting. Yeah. Just holding the vote until they get what they want. Like, we will hold
1: the line until Mm -hmm. you give us what we want. Mm -hmm. Which is, I think, uh, really, this whole thing, it was an absolute mess and it was chaos. But I think Democrats, I think labor leaders- I think a lot of folks can see what happened and learn some lessons from that and say, okay, power is not as strong as it might appear. Mm -hmm. And if I really want this, right? I mean, if you think about local politics here, if you think about state politics here, like, no, I will be a thorn in your side Mm -hmm. until you do what I'm asking you to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, even more than a thorn. We just won't vote until we get what we want. I like that.
1: Yeah. Um, another thing that uh, happened is that members of the Freedom Caucus, this is again the Marjorie Taylor, Matt Gates wing of the party, um, they will be included as members, I don't know how many of them yet, um, but of the House Rules Committee, which is one of the most powerful committees in the House. So this is the committee that determines if a bill will even make it to the floor for a vote. Um, And then another interesting concession, and I don't know what this is going to look like, but um, he did agree to allow a vote on congressional term limits, which I think is worth having a real conversation about. So it's like the one concession he made (laughs) that I think makes sense. Um, Now, what we don't know is what all did he give Matt Gates. Right, because Matt Gates held out literally to the very, very end. I mean, it was a game of blink, right? Like, I'm not moving.
0: They said it was like midnight, right? Like, it was oh yeah, it night, was, it was past yeah. midnight. Wow. Yes, yes. Which is so they can work all night and Correct. get things done if they want. to. Correct. Mm, okay.
1: Yes. Um, there was one person that McCarthy credited with helping him get across the finish line. Who might that be? All those different votes.
0: But I do want to especially thank uh, President Trump. I don't think anybody should doubt his influence. He was with me from the beginning. Somebody wrote the doubt of whether he was there, and he was all in. He would call me and he would call others. And uh, he really was, I was just talking to him tonight, um, helping get those final votes. And what he's really saying, really for the party and the country, that we have to come together. We have to focus on the economy. We got to focus.
1: Yeah. So there was this fantastic photo that one of the photographers got of Marjorie Taylor Greene passing the phone to one of the holdouts, and on the phone, you see the it's an iPhone, right? And so you see D T is how the name is saved and it was Donald Trump. She was on the phone with Donald Trump while she was on the floor helping whip votes uh, and get people to either vote present or to vote for McCarthy which is remarkable and so I think um, the fact that McCarthy did prevail, Trump can take some credit for it. So it's going to be an interesting two years. I think it's going to be absolute chaos but um let's pray that it's not as bad as it was just doing the
0: vote we're not gonna get anything done yeah that's the sentiment nothing oh my gosh this is about to be so bad i mean i feel like everybody's playing both the same coins it's two different sides yeah to
1: some extent yeah to some extent but i they've got to find ways to work together or else there will be absolute gridlock in washington for two years
0: well, we need Donald Trump cuz clearly he said that he's caring about the American people. Is he? Bringing the people
1: together. Really? <laughs> really.
0: That's <laughs> funny. That was funny. He could that yeah. was that was that was Yeah. Just when I thought Trump was about to be extinguished. Oh, I feel like they just gave no. him a little It's like
1: a game of whack-a-mole. Yeah. He comes back up <laughs> <laughs> every on time. Yeah, uh, but I think the question is how do Democrats handle this? And, I mean, I think they'll continue the playbook that Biden started in late 2022 of painting MAGA Republicans as extreme and unwilling to do anything to help um, move the country forward. And so if you have folks from the Freedom Caucus who are refusing to uh, vote on bills, to bring bills to the floor that are, you know, bills around education, bills around health care, bills around housing, like the... Basic stuff that folks are dealing with If they're refusing to bring those bills To the floor Then I think you can paint them as obstructionists But we'll see What ends up happening Let's hope sanity prevails
0: um, I feel like a question or a conversation We should have on the pod Is like you know how does a president Or how does like a leader Of like your area How do you deal with the people Who aren't American Because I hear that statement And Biden says that a lot about the MAGA Republicans, Mm -hmm. but I also see the MAGA Republicans doing the bidding of their people, like the people who are voting for them. Right. So then what do you have to say about that segment of America who are voting these people in? Are they not as just as non-American as the MAGA people that you're trying to paint? Or are these the people that you're trying to get the vote for you? But it's a, it's
1: a fringe group, right? I mean, there were 20, about 20 holdouts Of of, that were not voting for Kevin McCarthy.
0: No, I said they got voted in. They did, but my point is,
1: it was twenty people compared to two hundred people. Yeah, that's a big difference. But I do. But it's a powerful. They're powerful enough. Yes, that's what
0: I'm saying. The Republican Party is. They we saw with the Tea Party, like they within the party themselves, they do this, and then after they do it, they seem to come out stronger. As a party, mm-hmm. like after this, so Democrats need to learn
1: some lessons. That, that's basically what I'm saying. Right, I'm not holding my breath on that one. <laughs> well, let's go into party starters and party poopers. Party starters. You feel
0: so? I'm the party
1: Everybody, let's go. Uh, this week's party starter is Senator Raphael Warnock. Uh, last year, the Senate passed the Affordable Insulin Now Act. This was his um, amendment, and it caps the price of insulin to $35 for those on Medicare. That went into effect January 1. And so that really happened because of... Georgia's own senator. Uh, It impacts more than 50,000 people just in the state of Georgia. So it's a really big deal. Want her go around singing the Party Pooper song? Mm. Every party needs a pooper. That's why we invited you. Party pooper. (laughs) Party pooper. Um, Our Party Pooper? Gosh, I I don't know. There's it could be Kevin McCarthy, maybe uh, in the sense that What's the point of being a leader if they've stripped all your power away um, and you have to keep, you know, a minority account, a minority happy uh, and you're not able to really govern and lead. Um, So that I think in some sense, Kevin McCarthy is a party pooper uh, because he gave away the House just to be speaker of the House.
0: I said that uh, party pooper. I said uh, these new gun laws we got in Georgia. A lot of shootings in Georgia had just one at Perimeter Mall. Yep. And if you are uh listening to us and you're from Atlanta, you know um Perimeter probably was the last mall that Yeah <laughs> that people could go to because right. Linux has started getting a, a little crazy. So yeah.
1: I will say, for whatever it's worth, mm-hmm. the times I've gone to Linux, it's been fine. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm also not like hanging out there all day. I'm going in and Picking up an item and getting out. I
0: mean, I think it's a little exaggerated sometimes. Yeah. But I also back to there were a lot of
1: police officers there too.
0: It's the guns though. I agree. I I tell people all the time, I don't care what anybody says, the gun brings a certain energy. Yes. Whether you're a good guy or a bad guy. I mean, the gun brings the energy. And, you know, with open gun laws in Georgia and Alabama just passed their open gun laws. Right. So I mean, they're it's like the wild, wild west right. out here in the south. Yeah. You know. So if that's, you have that's to a have a people.
1: license to drive a vehicle that is deadly, you should have to have a license to Take carry a, class, a weapon.
0: Pass a test. Right. Get your license. Yeah. Make sure you're in the right mental
1: to... frame because a lot of folks. Yeah. I mean, I think that would el- immediately eliminate a yeah. number of people.
0: And just go back to the old doctrine of you know. Even if you do still need to protect yourself, I've never been opposed to somebody just having a gun for their home.
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: But having to walk around just every day I'm going to Target, I'm going to the mall, and it's in my pocket for what? Yeah, you know? I think
1: that is because there's a erosion of trust, mm. right? Mm. I don't trust you, and therefore I'm going to stay strapped because I don't know what you're going to do.
0: You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're
1: right. I have a family member who literally everywhere they go, they're strapped,
0: yeah, yeah and
1: it's only because of that.
0: Yeah, I understand, well,
1: but it's unfortunate. Like this is and, the world and, that we're in.
0: And for me, I assume that a lot of people are, but then there's some people who are, and then they kind of always let it be known, like, right. you know, right. like right. Mm-hmm. Versus the person that has it just for protection, is right. You know, so yeah, yeah. party yeah. pooper. All these guns yeah. out here, the gun energy. Yeah, I horrible. don't
1: think you need to be walking around with an AK yeah. or any kind of assault rifle. Yeah. for your protection for sure. on a regular day going to the grocery store which was actually happened at Atlantic Station mm-hmm. in Publ- at the Publix in Atlantic Station a couple of years ago mm-hmm. alright y'all that is the show thank you welcome back, great times I feel like that was a very long hiatus, maybe a little too long I got some texts, I got some calls I hear you back to your our regularly scheduled program Thank we you. More
0: content, too.
1: More content. More content.
0: New Patreon, year. Video. Follow you us, know. Hit the links. Right. Hit the voice. All of that. Everything, everything. All
1: of that. Happy 2023. Let's keep it going.